Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Jerry Bites. My name is Davis, an educator with over 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, the founder of Stellar GRE. And we're here to bring you your weekly bite-sized episode on GRE prep and grad school admissions. Check out our top-rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com. Don't forget, you can use the code BITES at checkout for 10% off all memberships. All right, let's get into it. Exciting times again. Once again, we have another uh, user-submitted, listener-submitted question. Caitlin, this is her second question as well. Um, I'll read it in the email. Again, very detailed. I appreciate your thoroughness in asking your questions. says, in episode 25 of Jerry Bites, you provide a number of practical recommendations of what to do the day before the test. Any additional pre-performance psych tips you'd like to recommend before a test or say someone going to an acting audition, playing in a playoff or a championship game? How about for an Olympic athlete or a team going to the Olympic games? Any favorite recommendations for being clutch in high pressure moments, such as bases loaded bottom of the ninth as either the hitter or the pitcher or going into the final hole with a chance to win, lose the golf tournament. All right, Orion. It's a great question. And on some level we can think of the GRE as sort of an um, academic Olympiad. You are competing against the best and brightest all over the world to become doctors. So it is a normalized exam, which means that the scaled scores are shifted to accommodate the actual performance of your competition, just like maybe professors used to curve grades in high school or college. So the competition is fierce and it's at a global level um, increasingly uh, in the modern day. So it's uh, not necessarily an inapt comparison to compare the GRE to the Olympics. And it's really important to stay frosty during these situations. You've used the word frosty before. I just want to make sure I understand. Like, so frosty, stay cool, increase your baseline, chill. What what do these mean to you? Help help unwrap this for people. Um, I think it, it means sort of like being appropriately activated physiologically. I don't mean that you're sluggish or you are unresponsive, which you might get the impression of if I'm using the terms chill or frosty or cold. But the more anxious a person becomes, the more inappropriately physiologically activated he or she tends to become. And that activation tends to disrupt whatever over-rehearsed performance that person is there to do. So one of the best ways to stay calm in the clutch moment is on some level to kind of have a fuzzy focus with respect to the moment or to say it another way, to not really focus on what's going on. It may be the bottom of the ninth with bases loaded down by three, but on some level it's in your best interest in that situation to kind of like not even think about that, not not prioritize that. Um, it's not a great idea as a therapist to say, don't do this without giving something else because I, it's like, don't think about pink elephants. Suddenly everyone's thinking about that. So I can't just proscribe something. I also have to prescribe something. Um, and that's why it's important to have sort of those grounding rituals that we talked about in a previous episode. It's like watch Steph Curry at the free throw line. He dribbles the ball twice. He has his mouth guard grossly hanging out the side of his mouth. He does this whether, I assume it's 
in, in an empty gym when he's practicing his free throws or in game seven of the championship game. And why wouldn't he? It's that behavior that got him to the championship game. Clearly it's working. Now is not the time to deviate from that system or to experiment. You want to do what you've done a hundred thousand times and has demonstrated sufficient success to keep doing it. And that allows Steph to focus on the dribble, to focus on the mouth guard instead of game seven. He's not focusing. I mean, I can't know for sure, but I assume that he's not focusing on the score. He's not focusing on the championship trophy. He's not focusing on the sponsorship deals and everything that's at stake. He's focusing on dribbling the ball and going through the motions and the ritual that he has cultivated over thousands and thousands and thousands of repetitions. No, that that's right. And so, so just like the mental recharge episode where you talked about utilizing the park screen to, um, for example, change your posture, uh, um, give yourself a, a change your how you're engaging your senses and your physiology. Um, she's specific. Caitlin here is specifically asking also about like, for example, the pregame day. Uh, also in those clutch moments, which we can speak a little more about, but also like the day before the GRE. Um, do you have anything specific to mention there? Well, at that point, you've done all the preparation that you are going to do for that test. There's not like one more word that you need to memorize the day of the test that is going to make any kind of significant difference in your performance. So at this point, it's it's about doing sort of the, the take care of yourself stuff, which is get a good night's sleep, maybe do some exercise or not even maybe do some exercise to get the blood flowing and the focus sharp, have a nice breakfast or lunch, depending on the time of day. I would do a few practice problems to warm up before you go into the test, because you don't want to warm up on the actual test. You don't want the first problems you do that day to be the ones that count. That's not how it works in sports. You know, before the game, the players are doing the easy layups to kind of get basketball back in their bodies. And you kind of want to do the same thing. And to have, let's say, a positive expectation to be able to see yourself succeeding, to see yourself going through the motions more or less effortlessly, to see yourself getting what you want. They talk about this in terms of quiet eye time in sports psychology. Like the more time you're spending visualizing what you're actually going to be doing with your mind and body before you do it, the more likely your mind and body will do what you intend it to do. Does that make sense? No, that makes uh, perfect sense. And that, that ties right in. I'm not um, particularly into mainstream sports myself, but I have uh, competed at an international and world level in martial arts. What? Well, you knew that. But, um, and this point about visualization, I just wanted to emphasize, which is that, um, and, and we've talked about this in a number of ways before, but, but the more so you mentioned first, just just wrap it up, the the chill baseline, basically engaging your physiology in a good way. And so um, oftentimes when a big event is coming, when game day is approaching, when you're going to a larger tournament, when you've got the GRE and it's easy and normal for the human psyche to go and start spinning out on on everything that is hanging on this moment, everything that's attached to it, all the future things 
as well as all the previous uh, past or guilt and anxiety of how much you've done to do this and then what if and all the what ifs. And so there happens, just notice that about ourselves, that there happens to be a tendency as human beings to uh, pull from past experiences and project into the future. Um, and a lot of what you're talking about here, you're talking about is finding a way to come back and center into the moment and what's necessary just in the moment. And that's as true for sports as it is for uh, larger life decisions. And so this idea of, of uh, visualizing, uh, it's, a, it's an incredibly powerful practice, I know firsthand. And also this uh, idea of yeah, clearing the slate of uh, using breath work to let all the extraneous thoughts about the what ifs, about what's happening in the future or what could happen or everything that's come up to this point and things that we might regret or wish we did better or not. You've prepared as much as you have prepared. You're in the moment now. Prime the, prime the pump, you know, get your, get it back in your body with a few practice questions or a few, um, visualization exercises to see yourself going through successfully and then bring your attention to bear just for the moment as simply as if it was practice you want to take the gre you want to go to the game and 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 play um as if you're doing your best in the normal event yeah you had a lot of good stuff there davis and i want to highlight in particular the another antidote to focusing on all of the things that your performance is hanging on imagining the future or remembering the past is to stay grounded and focused in the present moment. And, and that's because what creates the outcome is the process. On some level, the more we focus on the outcome, the less we focus on the process and we more, the more we lose the outcome. Whereas the more we lose the outcome and focus on the process, on, paradoxically, the more we, we succeed in, in gaining that desired outcome. Well put. Way to wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Great questions. We'll be back next week for another bite-sized episode of GRE Bites. If you have a topic you'd like to discuss on a future episode, let us know at stellargre at gmail.com. And if you're ready to take your prep to the next level, check out our top-rated GRE self-study program at stellargre.com. Use the code BITES for 10% off all memberships. Thanks, everybody.